Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Ted Kaczynski lives a life of almost complete seclusion in a simple wooden cabin in the mountains of Montana. But then... This former university professor who despises modern society and its faith in technology becomes radicalized. What begins with local acts of sabotage ends with deadly bomb attacks. To the outside world, Ted Kaczynski becomes known as the Unabomber. Based on Kaczynski's diaries and writings, Tony Stone's film is a kaleidoscopic true crime journey into the life of one of America's most complex and eccentric killers. The film is anchored by a incredible performance by Charlotte Copley, who portrays the complexity of this unique outsider raging at the forces of both the inescapable technological society that plagues him and the inner demons that haunt him. We're joined today by the director, producer, editor, and writer of the film Ted K, and that would be Tony Stone. Tony, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks for having me. Films like this, they're based on somebody that in some sense we've heard their name. We've, we, we know maybe some vague details about their lives, good and bad, but we don't know very much more than that. And it's often when a film is made about somebody like that, it's sensationalized. This film is certainly not that. It's a, it had to be a challenging subject to begin with. But what was it about him and his life that inspired you? and your collaborators to move forward with this project? I think ever since the incident happened and a guy was dragged from his cabin, completely filthy, from a cabin that had no running water or electricity, just kind of fascinated with how this man pulled off this incredible stunt of getting his manifesto published in the New York Times, paralyzing the country for 19 years. So there was just, you know, the, the enigma behind Ted Kaczynski of who this guy was, which is, you know, was fascinating from the start. And the more you looked into his story, the more kind of complicated and nuanced it got down to the fact that David, his brother, turned him in and sort of the Shakespearean aspect of it. But also just this, the ideas that he wrote about that, you know, maybe we kind of glossed over at this time, but have taken on more and more relevance as you know, we do witness environmental degradation and technological addiction um, and control. You know, his words have become far more prescient. So it's sort of been an evolving story of just also looking looking back at this, you know, this event. And now it's become sort of historical. And, you know, just wanted to kind of get into sort of the themes of American terrorism as well. And, you know, looking inward at sort of our own, you know, violent characters so yeah, it was it was a few different things, but I think sort of like the film has gone through a bunch of delays, but kind of very happy that you know the film is sort of seems like this is sort of an opportune moment to to discuss Kaczynski. Well, once you decided to move forward, what are the first steps that you take? You know, I mentioned uh, Charlto Copley was <clears throat> involved as not only as the lead actor but also as a producer in the film. Uh, is where do you, where do you start? Because this is can't be an easy pitch. To, uh, to money people, right? I mean, this is probably not the first kind of film that they would they, they would put their money into. I don't know how difficult it was to raise money for this, but nonetheless, 
where do you sort of begin to push that rock up the hill? It's, it's a challenge for sure. You know, and wanting to tell the story, just knew the actor was the most important part. So we spent, you know, probably four or five years waiting for somebody to come along or trying to get it to actors. Uh, and that's a whole nother waiting game. And then we just did an open call and, you know, and, and Charles came out of the wood, woodwork and just did a, an amazing take. And with that, we were kind of allowed to then fundraise the rest of the movie. And, and you know, knowing that we had such a you know, tour de force actor, you know, that was kind of, you know, if you know Charlto, you're, you're a huge fan, you know, but for the most people, you know, part, he's a little underground, but just, you know, I think he's one of the best actors working today. So knowing that we'd have somebody that was very physically, you know, literate and committed to the role, it just was, you know, it, it allowed us to kind of, you know, snowball and get some momentum to go and make it. And, you know, we also had this other idea to, to film on the actual location where Ted Kaczynski lived and try to recreate it as authentically as possible. So we did have that going in the works. And so that kind of allowed everything to kind of come together. And I think people, as I was saying earlier, have sort of, you know, understood Ted Kaczynski's ideas in, 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 in a different way. And I've been able to have a little sort of detachment to obviously his violent, heinous actions. So once again, just kind of, you know, it was sort of the right time and place to tell the story. And, you know, those delays actually ended up being fortunate to find the right actor and also managed it for us to actually secure the location and film in Montana. Charlto is just terrific in this role. He's really in, inhabits this, this character and, he does it in such a way that I was never personally invested in him, but I was fascinated by him. Yes. That's not an easy thing to do. And also, the, as you mentioned, the physicality that he brings to this role and the cadence in his speech and the manic quirks that he has uh, be, betrays this brilliant person with the emotional development of a 10-year-old. That's how I sort of saw him. Exactly. Yes. Oh, that's that's a fair way to put it. Okay. No, definitely. I, I think of Ted Kaczynski as a sort of perma juvenile, you know, and, yeah. you know, he did go to Harvard right at age 16, but in a way he never developed past that point. And that's what was so you know sad about him. And a way that Ted Kaczynski, you know, the cabin was his dorm room, you know, and he treated like that. And he was this, you know, it was a case of arrested development and he just couldn't progress emotionally. So, yes, that he had that kind of inner sort of boy lost in the woods mentality that very glad to hear you kind of pick up coming through Ted um, and how he related to people, how he related to women. I think the trauma of going to Harvard and having these psychological tests and experiments done on him kind of froze him. Um, you know, he says actually, though, the funny thing is that what was done to him at Harvard actually didn't have that big of an effect on him, but you kind of expect that, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the no demeanor kidding. that I'm you know, discussing here. So. Yeah, no kidding. I think you use these, this device very effectively in the film, the phone calls to, to people on the outside world, because within the context of those phone calls, th that discussion that he has with his mother about if you hadn't put me two grades ahead and if you hadn't done this, I would know how to uh, talk to a woman. And, and then the conversations he has with his brother. And it, it just it, it gives you this um, it's almost Shakespearean, the kind of the, almost a soliloquy, if you will, when he's on the phone with people that he is in his within his family. And I, I just thought it really added that level of insight into him as a character. Yeah. And those, you know, and, and so we do. Yeah. The, the, we have him in contact with his family members. And once again, those were Ted's words for the most part. You know, we based them on letters he wrote to his mother and his brother 
and then Charlto had this amazing way to internalize all of this material we gave him and we had written down to kind of you know ad lib the verbiage of just how Ted would speak you know so it's kind of, you know the, the thing that's very intense about the movie is that while we have all this voiceover and we have these usual you know these techniques in cinema to tell a historic tale it truly is almost word for word what Ted thought and what Ted did you know so it takes on you know, it's another level of intensity that, you know, fictitious narratives of the American loner sort of don't have, you know? Yeah. And that's, it's important to point out, by the way, I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Tony Stone. He's the director of the film, Ted K. It's the story of Ted Kaczynski, or people know him as the Unabomber. And that manic personality that manifests itself in Chartol's performance is, it's, it just seems spot on to uh, someone who would be capable of doing that. And as I, I saw in a previous interview with him where he describes how he read the manifesto, and I think it's important to point out that Kaczynski was a pro, must have been a prolific writer and typist because there are over 25,000 pages worth of his writings. Do I have that right? You do. Not all typed. Some are coded journals. Some are just longhand journal entries. But yes, it was, you know, in a way he was this workaholic. I mean, there's a bit of Jack Torrance in Ted, you know, all work, no play. I mean, from his writing to his obsessive, uh, you know, bombing campaign to also revenge against neighbors and eco-sabotage. You know, he was, he did not waste much time. I mean, on top of it also just, you know, his self-survival living off the land, living off bunny rabbits, growing his vegetables. It was, he was very active. Well, he lived in a 10 by 12 cabin in the Rocky Mountains, uh, right outside Lincoln in Montana. Am I correct in that? Correct. Yeah. Lincoln, Montana, just a couple miles out of town. I mean, I think people think of Ted of living in this ideal, pristine, you know, isolation deep in the woods. But, you know, the, the town of Lincoln was was actually fairly close and, you know, yeah. part of a little bit of encroachment that drove him mad. The, the cabin looks like a woodshed, right? Yeah. The, yes. The cabin uh, has uh, two tiny windows, about 16 by 16 and one door. Uh, and the, uh, the, the cabin you would see, the, the side of the cabin from the road did not have a window. It was just the wall. So the door faced out and um, it is a statement within that, that he was making it, obviously, towards society. People should know, and I think it's important because I think it gives the film this certain gravitas or there's a certain ambiance, if you will, that you filmed on the same property as the cabin was, right? We did. That was very fortunate and very Montana. We managed to contact the owners and they had just purchased the land. You know, and I had seen the land go up for sale over the last decade and always dreamt that, wow, what if we could get the actual piece of land and recreate it there? Um, so it always seemed of a pipe, a bit of a pipe dream. Luckily, the, the land changed owners and we contacted them and we asked them if say, hey, could we film this movie on your land for a year and do it for free? And somehow they were into the idea and they said yes. So very fortunate and also just very much of the Montana spirit where People seem to be excited to go along with an adventure. And, you know, the whole community we worked with in Montana really were very generous with their time and, and, and opened up to us, you know, where we did use people in the film that knew Ted Kaczynski, 
We use people in the crew. You know, they were also our advisors. You know, many of the scenes in the film come from stories from the neighbors, you know, even down to also some of the costume uh, design. You know, we have very good sources of what Ted wore and what scenes and when he did this. So, you know, we tried to get, you know, as, as deep and accurate as possible, you know, but with that realism, we also didn't want to make something that was very sterile. You know, I mean, you can make something totally real, but is it interesting? So that's where we wanted to also with the story be as expressive as possible. Obviously, there's fantasy moments in the scene. There's, you know, a lot of use of music, you know, saturated visuals. So just wanted to kind of create this psychedelic delirium of what it was like to be in Ted's world, but also what Ted felt and, you know, use the medium to, to the maximum to really sort of you know, express that and portray that. You are a filmmaker and you made a very cinematic film here. And I, I, I my congratulations to you on that, because you're right. I, again, as I was saying earlier, I was fascinated with Ted Kaczynski. I'm not necessarily of the mind that I was emotionally invested in him. And I think that a lot of that has to do with his actions and his personality, but also the cinematic way in which you did it. And I want to give uh, some credit to your cinematographers uh, on this, uh, Nathan Corbin and Ethan uh, Palmer. I thought you did a really great stuff with, with close-ups. And um, there were just certain things that you did with the camera in this film that gave us, that I just felt that it added to the language of the story, the way you were able to use your, your camera work and your sound design. The sound design is really good. And I, I'll go back to Severed Ways, which also to me had a terrific sound design in it as well. So I, I just, I see the similarities there, but I, I love the way that you use sound in this film. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it was important with sound that Ted was obviously being driven mad by the technological encroachment so whether it was planes or it was a passing you know skitter uh logging machines you know they you know they really got them worked up and aggravated obviously so you know wanted to kind of exaggerate what ted was hearing you know and so that the audience could identify with that frustration and that rage that we all have to some degree you know, not as obsessive, not as particular as what Ted had, but to, you know, to create this really subjective story, it was really important to kind of, you know, create that POV, you know, at the same time, also with the music, wanted to kind of have it be, you know, at times in line with Ted, that's why we, we use all that Baroque, um, a lot of those Baroque tracks that Ted was very enamored by, to kind of show how he felt, whether it was nature sounds or the Baroque music, to then also the you know, sort of bombastic analogs or synth music that would come over the, the, the image, which was very representative, obviously, the te technological encroachment. So, you know, using music and sound design, once again, to, to just, you know, create, create the sensibility and the frustration that Ted had. And, you know, once again, create that just that experience. I think my favorite movies you know, are experiential above all else. And you walk away from the film feeling like you went to another world, you know, whether, you know, that's a Herzog movie like A Gary the Wrath of God or Michael Mann's Heat, you know, they kind of do the same thing. So just wanted to, you know, create a journey that you would go on with Ted. And that's where we, you know, the film just sort of doesn't give that much backstory. You know, I think one danger of doing a biopic is that it becomes purely informative. 
So one to get away from the sort of informational dump, you know, yeah. of just of, of, of content of who Ted was, why he did what, you know, we still don't know. I don't know completely, but wanted to just give you the essence of who Kaczynski was and, and you know, and, and the experience, you know, of it. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. The film is two hours long, and I'm trying to think just off the top of my head, but I think that Charlotteau is in every frame, practically speaking. Is Am I missing something? Is there, He's in it for 90-something percent of the film, right? We don't see much yeah. else other than him. Let's say 99%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was talking about with the with the use of the camera to keep it interesting, that you, you really mixed it up in terms of, how we saw him in, in closed confined areas and then in the broader the broader spectrum. That's the kind of the irony, or if that's the right way to put it, the irony of the cabin, a 10 by 12 cabin, and then this vastness of the of the of the Rocky Mountains and the and the area in which he lived. And that that back and forth between that and the city and the mechanized part of our, our lives and society, it's uh you've kept it interesting. You've kept visually, it kept it very interesting and 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 provocative and I, I just another thing i really like about what you did here so yeah thanks thanks yeah i mean i think the clash of you know obviously the city and the technological society to the pristine nature was really important you know so um yeah from the you know idyllic nature where you know he really is at peace or one is anyone can feel like they're at peace to then you know just you know sort of the madness of you know of what our world has become well, I want to, again, congratulate you on Ted K. Uh, the film is currently here in Los Angeles, the Alamo Drafthouse Cinema in downtown Los Angeles. It's playing at the Lemley Playhouse 7 in Pasadena, the landmark in Los Angeles right there off of uh, Pico, and then at the Lemley Glendale right near Glen Oaks and at my old stomping grounds. I used to live right right around the corner from where this is, so... I'm so happy for you and for the film. And as, as we talked a little bit beforehand, the film has gotten a tremendous amount of acclaim. I think it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And people are talking about this fascinating portrait of Ted Kaczynski that Charlotte pulls together in this, in this film, as well as the work itself, the film itself. And so it's check it out, see it in a theater because there, it's beautiful on a big screen congrats i'm so happy for you okay thank you so much yeah great to chat and yes if you're going to experience on the uh the big screen you'll be transported to another world so try to get there tony stone director of the film ted k thank you so much all right thanks so much You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.